What up? This is High Definition Pod. This podcast that is. This is Maurice. Yo, it's Torres. We are back for another episode. What's going on with you, T? Oh, man. You know, <laughs> just chilling. Regular, regular. <laughs> Had a rough weekend. But really? I survived. Yes. yes. I survived. How about yourself, bro? Same. Everything's good. Everything's yeah, good. Man. Everything's good. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. How's work? How's work going? Bruh. It's coming. It's coming along. Yeah. It's it's really most of it's like a lot of paperwork, and it's like once I kind of get into my groove, I'm still I'm still learning a good bit. Gotcha. Because it's like a whole lot of processes in it, but overall it's pretty chill, it's pretty laid back. Yeah. My boss, she ain't a big micromanager, so Ooh. yeah. So like I, I like that aspect of it. That's a that's a plus. Yeah, but I mean overall this it's pretty good. In fact, we had like a big staff meeting today. I was in Columbia all day. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's all good, though. It's all good. It's all good. What's up? It's all good. <laughs> what's on tap today, bro? <sighs> Before I get into what's on tap. <laughs> let me get let me, I, I'm Just for new listeners who this may be their first episode, yes. you know, listen to us. You've picked a heck of an episode to come <laughs> in on. <laughs> uh, just so y'all know, for new listeners, uh, our podcast, our dialogues, they are simply just to offer perspective. Yes. Uh, we do not know everything. No, we do not. Uh, we just like to have dialogue. We like to offer a different perspective that you may not have heard or maybe that you have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said on our last episode, uh, our conversations are just based on our own experiences, our own revelation, our own research. And we are not opposed to, you know, if we – Later on down the line, we revisit a topic where mm-hmm. we have gained more insight, yes, or where we have uh, maybe gained a different perspective, or we may have someone on that can even take our conversation and take it even deeper. So, no, we're not experts uh, at anything that we say. We're just here to offer conversation and dialogue, and we hope that you're enjoying. Hoping that um, if this is your first time, or if you're a repeat listener, we thank you. Yes, while I'm thinking about it. Yes. Before we get into the conversation, please, 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 uh, we are asking everyone, as you listen, please give us a five-star uh, review on whatever mm-hmm. uh, platform mm-hmm. you listen to our podcast on. Uh, please um, engage with us. You yes, know, please do. On our Instagram at uh, high underscore definition underscore podcast. Uh, please leave a comment on any of our posts. Uh, you can leave an inbox. Same thing on Facebook, yeah. high definition podcast. Uh, we love to engage with you. Please, um comment share please share uh like it like we said give us a five-star review on uh every platform that you're listening to us on all right so with that being said today if you already see the title you already know what we're going to be talking about let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you Uh, and uh, me (laughs) so today's topic we just want to talk about you know sex in church you know not sex in church hopefully (laughs) <laughs> but if you are, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we we just want to open up the dialogue about, um, you know, sexuality um, and spirituality. You know how it's almost like a kind of a taboo uh, subject that's not really you can't get the charge in. <laughs> oh wait, I can plug it in over there. Never mind. You need a longer one. No, I think I got one good. You sure? Good. Yeah. I can. Let me know if it don't. No, I had to reach. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Station break. Yeah, we just want uh, just today just kind of open up the dialogue about you know the church and the topic of sex. Yes. You know, so uh, why don't we talk about this mm. more, a little more openly? You know, what is it about it that's keeping us from talking about it, or that we shun it? Um, especially when the Bible actually has quite a bit to say about it. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. Now, it is, it is beautiful. Um, in the, the confines that God established it. Yeah. Between man and wife. Boom. Let me start this off. Let me let's say, let's start off by saying this. I'm going to ask a question. Uh-huh. Why, do, why do you think we as the church kind of don't talk about it mm. or that we don't talk, we don't give it as proper context to actually talk about it freely. Okay. In your opinion, why do you think we don't do that? And, and before you answer, uh-huh. I will say there's probably, there are, I'm pretty sure there are uh, ministers and churches out there who are putting it in context, but as a whole, we want to talk about it as a whole, you know, the topic of sexuality is kind of, is very taboo. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we're of the opinion that it shouldn't be because the Bible talks about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we feel like, especially in the day that we're living in, this is a very sexual culture. Oh, it's very. And, you know, men, you know, our last podcast, we talked about parenting. So many of us are raising children, and we are raising them in a sexual culture, in a sexual society. So this is a topic that has to be discussed. So, but why is it that it seems like at times or many times the church, in your opinion, why you, why you feel like we don't talk about it in its, right con- in its proper context and really make it a – you know, the church, where the church should be a safe place for us to talk about this. Why All right, well, I would say first off that the, the church is probably the safest place outside of our regular homes. Agreed. To have this conversation. Uh, but to answer your question, I think that there are um, instances where we're not living by the biblical mm. okay. stance on it. Uh, maybe in our individual lives, you know, when you preach, when you preach something, you don't want to contradict yourself. Right. So possibly you're not living it. Paul said you don't want to be a castaway. There you go. So, I mean, I think that some, some place, sometimes it's, it's, uh, we're not living out. We're not living out what God has truly called for the marriage or for sex. Maybe we're we're single and we are engaging in it, um, because it is something that God has ordained for marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think those I think that's that's a couple of things. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then I think too, just us not go we ahead. just don't know. True, that's right. another thing too. Or our perspective has always been from a specific worldview. Like okay. a secular worldview, so I know I have a friend who actually um, everything he learned about sex was from some was uncles. Gotcha. And they were very out there, <laughs> you know. And he basically told me that all he's ever learned was from that standpoint. Right. So when he gave his life to Christ, it was culture shock. You know, he never learned that you're, you know, to, to, he never learned about abstinence. 
He never learned about, you know, uh, I guess purity in that standpoint. Mm-hmm. It was always get it how you can. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's basically lack of knowledge yeah. in the in what the Bible says about yeah. ourselves. I definitely agree with that and everything you just said. Um, but also, too, I think we there's for some for whatever reason over the years each generation has taught the next you know it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad don't do this and don't do that agree you know uh wait till you have wait till you get married to have sex mm-hmm. but then we're i think we're also escaping the reality of the fact that yes. we are in a sexual society That's true. and no matter what you say like even for me and you, like mm-hmm. we said before, you know, me and Therese came up in the same church. Oh yeah, and it was taught. It was taught to us. You oh, know, very much. You know, what I'm saying, you know, we need that weight to have sex, and there were it, pictures. Yeah, of like we had the STD talk. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And, <sighs> and you know, and, and not that that was a bad thing, Mm-mm. but I think it's in a perspective of the negative. Yeah, I, I think it was more so, and I'm I'm not. Uh, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm coming off being disrespectful or not being appreciative for what they did right. teach us, but I think that was pushing more fear on us to not want to do it. Okay, yeah, I, agree, of, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? They, like, they're trying to scare us not to do it, right. but if you don't give us, you know, you got to let us know because at the end of the day, yeah, uh, it's a whole lot of little babies running around here. Oh, yeah. So... Apparently, sex ain't that bad. It's, it's, I mean, this is how we got here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I think we just never gave it the proper perspective. That's, cause, that's cause, true. I mean, at the end of the day, no, you don't want nobody to die and go into hell. Of course. Whether you believe it or not, hell is real. It is. We can give you Bible for it. Oh, yeah. But I think we we tried to fear, you yeah. know, put the fear of it on us and not actually give us the proper context. Like, look, God meant for sex to be within the confines mm-hmm. of marriage. And when you do it outside of those confines, there are consequences. Now, as we give, yeah, I fully agree with that, sir. You took the words right out of my thought process. Um, but remember what I put last, uh, we talked about last week about, um, I think I posted it. I don't think we verbally said it in the podcast, but giving our children room to mess up. Mm-hmm. I think this falls into that category. Yeah. Now, I do believe that we should push our children to live the godly standard, yep. especially if we ourselves fell short of that, yep. which we're going to fall short in every area. No one's perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. We do. But I think it is, is, it is actually beneficial to hold them to that standard mm-hmm. and give your kids, let your kid know, tell your kids why. They are to live that standard. Right. But never shun them mm-hmm. if they don't. Because at the end of the day, a, a, a people are going to make their own they make their own decisions. Yep. Grant grace because God does. Right? You have the same grace that you want. There you go. Same grace that you need. Yes. Lord, Lord, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, yes. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's – it's a conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, let's come out of the uneasiness. Mm-hmm. Let's come out of the fear of having that talk. Uh, with 
in whatever context, whether it be between a parent and a child, mm-hmm. whether it be between you know friends, with if we yeah. if you friends, y'all y'all we having that talk. There's no holes barred. Of course, no of holes course. barred. But even even in the church context, you know mm-hmm. that that conversation it has to be had openly. Yeah. It has to be had in a safe place. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Somebody is and having that talk. Lord, some of the conversations I know I had coming up. Lord. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, like I said earlier, you know, coming up, they try to make it seem like sex is bad, 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 mm-hmm. bad, bad. But if, number one, God created sex. Yes. The devil didn't create it. No, he did not. He can't create. No. God created sex. Sex is beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. But like we said, it has to be in, in the confines of marriage. You know, uh, if we go to Genesis 2 and 24, mm-hmm. um, from the New Living Translation, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. You know, marriage, when we talk about marriage, marriage is um, two people mm-hmm. coming together. You come together spiritually. Mm-hmm. You coming together emotionally. Mm-hmm. You coming together in all aspects of life. That is and for me and my particular revelation of it, Sex is the physical representation of what's going on in the spirit realm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Your face got really excited when I said <laughs> uh, We got to add video. We are, man. We definitely are. <laughs> but I'm just of the belief that, you know, uh, when a husband and wife come together in, in sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. that is that is a physical representation of what is happening in the spirit realm, mm-hmm. and because of because that's how God intended for sex to be within marriage, could it also be that one of the reasons we're not teaching it properly, or maybe one of the things we're missing out of our teaching, is that in God's eyesight, when you are when you, we do go out and we have sex outside of His confines, mm-hmm. outside of His guidelines, that's almost like, and just tell tell me what you think about it. It's almost like when we go out and because we're not having these conversations, mm-hmm. people don't people not gonna see it like this. Mm-hmm. When we go out and we have sex with this person, that person, and that person, could it be in the outside of God? You got a whole bunch of husbands and wives running around. That's exactly what it is. All right, so you yeah, remember the lady, um, the adulteress? Uh, uh, was she at the? Um, she was at the pool. Yeah. And he said that. Uh, I think Christ said, "You have many husbands, and the one you're living with is not no. your own." Yeah. That scripture got broke down for me. Mm-hmm. One, she was she had many husbands, right. which means that when, like they said, when a man leaves his parents, he cleaves to his wife. And they the two be- become one. There you go. It's that 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 spiritual aspect is two souls becoming one. Right. God does not address us as individuals. Now mm-hmm. He addresses us as one. Right. That's what I got from that story. Is that she was. Sleeping around, yep. Giving her, giving herself to many, many people. Yep. And when <laughs> Let's go with it, <laughs> when you do that, you are like I said, the spiritual aspect. You are tying yourself to to someone who is not your own. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, when it's intended, it's intended for a husband and a wife. Because after the act is over, 
you're still together. Right. It's not that I'm out here giving myself to somebody and I'm leaving. And then going over here and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're giving your you're giving a part of yourself to someone. Yep. And vice versa. Yep. Women are receivers. They're receiving a double portion. Yep. They're receiving us from the natural and they're receiving us from the spiritual. Yep. Why do you think that people who have had a large number of intimate partners deal with a lot of mental issues? That is a great question. Because you've tied yourself to this person and that this person, person, that person, and that person, and you've severed that connection. You're not, you're not, you haven't really severed that connection. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like that, that cell phone commercial, the simple, the simple wireless commercial with all those cords. Okay. Okay. It's like I got I my I, I got my cell phone, but I'm connected to a bunch of people. Right. And as I'm walking, I'm still connected. But wow. Until until I give my until I until I go to God, and truly seek Him, to relinquish me of those those spiritual ties. To sever those ties. To sever those ties. Yeah. I'm gonna be pulling from people still. Mm-hmm. I believe that because I've had I had a friend. Um, it was a young lady. We were real close, and um, she had a boyfriend, a football player. Uh, they hadn't known each other that long, you know, casual dating here and there, and then exuberant, mm-hmm. very, you know, energetic. Um, and then one day, she was just in this funk, and I, you know, I talked to her. I was like, hey, "What's you know, what's going on?" You know, I already knew what it was. Right. I mean, I already picked up on it. But she was like, her and the guy had sex. And he battles depression. She started dealing with the same she thing. She started dealing with the same thing. Yep. So another reason why we don't have the conversation is because we know we, we may know about it from the physical side, but we don't know about it from the spiritual aspect. That is a great point. That's a great point because, like we said earlier, sex is – a physical representation or manifestation of what is going on in the spirit. So like you just said with your example, this person was dealing mm-hmm. with depression, and then after they came together, mm-hmm. she started dealing with some of the same things. We are tripartite, be- tripartite beings. We are a spirit, a body, and, and a soul. soul. Sex, uh, Sexual intimacy is three facets. Yep. It's physical, emotional, and spiritual. So true. There's a reason why Things are in threes. God intended it to be that way. Yeah. It's part, <laughs> Father, of, my, part of my sermon one time. And Father, Son, Holy yep. Spirit. In accord, out of court, and holy of holies. There it is. The temple. Even the representation of that. You see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I tell> you. <laughs> but uh, look at the Psalm of Solomon. Since he said the song of Solomon. Ah. Now listen, for those of you that's listening, once again, if this is kind of shocking you or you've never heard this conversation, I'm glad. Keep Let listen. it shock. Keep, keep listening. A little shock value. Okay, keep listening. Because like we said earlier, the Bible actually has a lot to say about sex. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. If you ever read the, the book of the Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. it is a love story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a picture of Christ and the bride. Mm-hmm. But it also still has, you know, um, intimate innuendos, mm-hmm. um, 
the um the prince um the male figure of the story mm-hmm. he loves I'm gonna say it how we say it nowadays not just the breast he loves her titties okay yes, he does. <laughs> cuz if yes, you ever read the if you ever read the song <laughs> of solomon like it's it 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 um it talks much about how he talks about her body mm-hmm. uh her skin tone i think breast is mentioned several times quite a few times yes. in that book so the bible is actually you know it has a lot to say about sex so don't think that this is a topic that shouldn't be talked about. It oh, should no. definitely be talked about. And we're definitely having this conversation right yes, now. Yes, we are. So thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, don't don't think God has, like we said it on several episodes, God has something to say about everything that goes on in this world. Everything. Everything that goes on in this world, he's got something to say about it, including sex. Yes. So do you really think that God saved you and he's not going to deal with your body and your sexuality too. Mm. Oh, he is. Consi- yeah, consider that the God of the universe. He loves every part about you. Psalms one thirty nine. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. That has mm. to do with every part of who you are. Every part. So he he wants to deal with your your uh your mentality. He wants mm-hmm. to deal with your emotions. He wants to deal with your decision making. Mm-hmm. He wants to deal with your sexuality. The Holy Spirit is the mediator. Yeah. Bible says that. I mean, God God wants to deal with every part of who you are. He came here physically. And then he left his spirit behind. And then, okay, even, 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 uh, scripture even says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus was tempted in all things, yet he was without sin. And the Bible also says that there are even things about him that, that were not, that if they could have been recorded, those books will fill up the whole world. Woo! Oh, I, I may be paraphrasing it. It's in the book of John. Okay. But um, so you mean to tell me in all those books, you mean to tell me there's probably not a story in there where Jesus was probably tempted about his sexuality or he had something else to say about it? Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about that, when it says he was tempted in it all things, sense. and yes. yet he was without sin. So the perfect person for us to look to is Jesus. He can help you out with anything. If you, if you got a question about it, he is there to help you out with it. Because we got to think about how Satan how Satan tempts us. Like I said, he was three tricks of one. Mm-hmm. Lust of the flesh, lust, lust of the, the eyes, eyes, and pride, pride of life. life. That's there the one First John 2, I think. I believe so. But that's in, I, know it's, I know it's in First John. I do know that. But that's how he tempts us. Yeah. I mean, every 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 temptation we ever deal with deals with those three things. Yeah. You know, um, Okay, let's. Since we're talking about sex, let's talk about it. So, uh, I'm. Let's see. I can. I let's say you're a very attractive person. You can pull. You can. You can get any girl you want, or vice versa. You're attractive female. You can get any dude you want. Pride. I can sleep with all these women. Mm-hmm. You know, and not get caught. Or not, you know, not get anyone pregnant or STDs, all that stuff. Pride. When you when you feel you're above reproach, that's pride. Yep. But the lust is, I can go after multiple women. See, you you to open up some more because even in the book of James, I think it says, um, when lust is conceived, mm-hmm. it has a track. 
It does. So I think it goes from when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. Mm-hmm. When sin is full grown, it brings forth death. Yep. So eventually, what you're doing is 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 leading to a certain destination. <laughs> yes, it is. So we have to think about that. Even uh, Apostle, he did a, a teaching recently on on lust, and it wasn't even totally dealing with the sexual nature of it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when we think about lust, we always think about sex. we always yeah we always take it to a yeah. sexual tone. But you could be lusting and you overeating. Yeah, that's gluttony. You could be lusting and all you want is money. Yeah, that's mammon. Yeah. So you can be lusting and you know all you want is power. Yeah. And authority. Yeah. So lust can come in different forms, but it eventually it still has a track. And eventually the eventual destination of it is death. Oh yes. So we have to consider that. Mm-hmm. We do. Intimacy mm-hmm. outside of the guidelines of what God has is lust. Facts. That is facts. Even through pornography, right? Oh my. Because Talking to you married men here. We're going to talk about this a little later. Engaging in pornography. That is not what God intended Mm-mm. for intimacy. You ever wonder why erectile dysfunction in younger men is on a ramp is on a, a rampant upswing right now? Well, talk it about is. It, it is. I think the what's the statistic? Thirty-three percent of professing Christians watch pornography on a daily basis. Seventy-seven mm. percent of professing men wow. deal with pornography. This is in the church. Wow. This is in the church. Yes. Thank you, Triple S Church dot com for those stats. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Greg Gross. Make sure you put yeah, the plug in there. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. Um, but it's true. That's, that was a, that was a issue that I had, um, and I think the pride thing with me, and I've shared this at a men's conference before, was um, I could sit back and say that I was I was a virgin, mm-hmm. you know, but I was secretly dealing with pornography. But I mean, I'm sitting here pridefully saying I ain't been, I ain't never, I. I don't sleep with women, da 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 da. But I'm dealing with this, this lust demon. Yep. In the form of pornography. God looks at me dealing with pornography and me just sleeping around with women, one in the same. Yep. One in the same. So when I speak about pride and sex. That's something that I've, I've something that I've dealt with. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I love my wife, man. This is when we were dating, and shout I was out, tell, shout, out to shout out, shout out, shout out to Bay, shout out to Candace, man. That's the love of my life, man. Mother of my my son, Candace. Uh, if you listen to this, he got <laughs> he had the biggest smile on his face when he said his, he said your name. I just let you know. <laughs> but uh, reward him good, please. <laughs> I ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> <laughs> but um but uh, but no, nah, in all serious when we were dating, you know, um uh, that was I was still dealing with it and I had to pray. I'm talking about I had to 
prayed hard because it was I didn't have the strength to tell her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm telling y'all, man, when you have a treasure in a in a woman, you don't want to keep anything secret. Yeah. Um, especially if you know for a fact that this is the the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And um, this is before we ain't got engaged or any of that. But um, I think we were dating like two years in. Yeah. And um, I was like, Lord, I don't have the strength to tell her. Not my wife. Not my wife. She's prophetic. <laughs> my wife is very prophetic. Uh-oh. And we were um, we were doing our, our couple's devotional. Mm-hmm. I'm reading through it. And we were sitting there. We had just got finished. We were going over the questions and just answering having casual conversation and out of the blue she says Therese I said yes babe she's like um weird question I wanted to ask where it's coming from but um you ever uh you have a like you ever sit and watch pornography and I was like thank you God that she brought this up that was the opening and I said yes I said, it's a struggle for me. And when I say, give the grace that you want, mm-hmm. she gave me so much grace and loved me through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, man, I'm going to tell you, shaking that was, was a struggle for me. And then I'm not, like, I don't engage in it. But you still have thoughts. Oh, yeah. The temptation's always there. Always. The Bible talks about that. It's always sitting there. Always. Especially in the world that we live in. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's every, everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, the, they're selling perfume on TV, half-naked women. <laughs> you can barely get on Instagram and not see somebody twerking. Barely. Barely. Lord, don't, don't don't let one of your friends hit that like button on Twitter. Oh, it's over. Oh, God. Everything pops up. Everything pops up. And it's like, oh, man. But I'm going to tell y'all, man, you got to you gotta pray. Seek counseling. I'm telling y'all, man, like, because you got to get to the root of that thing. Yeah. And what's the, what was the root for me was, um, I, think it, I think everything tied back to my dad. Mm. And, like, not feeling like I was completely loved. Wow. Yeah, seriously. And so we had to mend that relationship before I got married. Wow. Like they, the, like the, I think the week before I got married, we, I called him up. I shared this story before, um, and we just chopped it up. And I, you know, I asked him, I forgave him for not being there and this and this and that. And we, we good. We yeah. squeaky clean, you know. And so, you know, I had my, I had my mom, I had my stepdad, but my, when you know who your biological father is and he ain't dealing with you, yeah. that does something. Especially for it does a. It does a, I think it does a lot more for a, a, a girl. No, I, I ain't even gonna say that. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say that. It, it's it's the same. Like we we deal with it different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I had to get to the it, that issue. I had to had to find out what that root is. And I'm not gonna tell you, it wasn't no easy process. It was not no easy process. But I'm telling you, man, there's grace, there's hope and mercy. Oh yeah. In Christ, dog. But um, but yeah, that was, that was my little. But I mean that that's that's powerful too, cause I mean I've dealt with the same thing, and mm-hmm. even when me and my wife were dating, um, I don't say who it is, but <laughs> bro, my wife from Fulton County, Georgia, bro, mine from Highland, <laughs> <laughs> they one in the same. <laughs> but I mean, um, 
I remember one time we we were still dating and she actually saw it on my phone. Mm. And like we just we just had a discussion about it and she was like, number one, how you think that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to not put too much of her business out there, but she mm-hmm. uh, for a little while she was kind of real self conscious about her body. Got you. Ain't no with many of the women that's on the on porn like they mm-hmm. they've had surgeries. Yes. And you know it kind of makes them feel like you're trying to it's like you're having me compared to them. Yeah, it create and especially for women it creates a unrealistic expectation. Yeah, yeah it really it, it does. does. And you know we we had to have that conversation and it's it can be it can be a, a tough challenging. discussion. It's very challenging. You know, um, I think too, and it's kind of tying back into the overall conversation we having now even within marriage mm-hmm. this conversation has to be something that's very open very much you know um i, I think it defiles the marriage bed because the bible talks about you don't want to defile your husband that and if i'm not mistaken sex is like in the top three reasons of divorce oh it is i have that yeah i have marriage. that on there I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's money issues number mm-hmm. one. I think sex is number two. Yeah, it was intimacy in general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That ties into it. Well, yeah, of course. So I mean, it, this conversation ha- it has to be had because we don't talk about the harmful psychological as um, effects it yeah. has. I mean, like I said before, erectile dysfunction in our age range is on an upswing. And we're early thirties. Just early thirties. It's in an upswing. That's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. You think of erectile dysfunction, you think of somebody in their 50s later. Yep. 25 to 30-ish. It's on an upswing. Look up the stats. I don't have the stats on the thing, but I know the stats. Um, And it, it's tied back to the reward system that, mm-hmm. our, that sex is. It is a reward. Yeah. And when we are getting through pixels on a computer screen or a cellular device, we are teaching our brain's reward systems to be reprogrammed a specific way. Book called Wire for Intimacy talks about it. Great book. I haven't read all of it. I've read a couple chapters. Um, But it talks about how um, the neuropathical uh, paths in our brain are – fired off when we engage in sexual activity. Yep. Now, I don't know how they got this study done. I'm pretty sure I know how they did it, but they probably hooked up some type of thing to somebody's head and let them engage in sexual activity with their wives or whoever, um, and they monitor it. Yep. They monitor it. And the same way when we go get a candy bar from the grocery store and we're about to take part in it and we take that first bite of that Snickers bar, you know how you kind of just stood there like another professor and he ate it? He's like, <laughs> he just kind of, Sherman just stood there for a minute like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how our brain fires off. But when we, when we, when we, when we indulge in it repeatedly, repeatedly in that way, we actually numb, we numb those mm-hmm. reward sensors. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So, there's a reason why guys can't, Perform. For lack of okay, thank you for saying that. You ruined what I was gonna say. <laughs> My bad. Nah, it's all good. I was gonna say they can't get it up. Hey. Just being real. 
because they've been, when they've engaged in that type of activity for so long, when they're in the presence of a real live woman, the pressure to perform is heightened because you've, you're used to a specific look. Mm-hmm. These women are airbrushed in hand. And the prototypical woman is not that. So that is why he is on the upswing. And we have to have these conversations with the young folks. Please do. Because the next generation does not have to deal with the mess that we have to deal with. Mm -mm. Make your own mistakes. Don't make ours. Like we said on the the last podcast, um, one of the podcasts I listened to, the guy, he literally told his kids, my dying wish, I want y'all to know the Lord and make your own mistakes. Don't make the same ones I told you I made. And to give something here, when we... When we separate the three facets of sex in the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, we bastardize God's plan. Wow. Yeah, I said it. Bastardize. The word bastard is in the Bible, too, just so y'all know. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't know. But, if yeah, you when, know. when we do that, I mean, we, we take the holy and pure intimacy that God has called a man and his wife to indulge in. It is not just for procreation. That is the main purpose. Mm-hmm. But it's it for is enjoyment. for the enjoyment. Because you have, when it's, it's right. ministry. I've, ne- I've, <laughs> never, I've never done drugs, but I'm of the opinion this works in crack. Oh, I've never done crack before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never done drugs, so I can't actually speak to that, but I'm just of the opinion. Yeah. That that's, I bet. No, that 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 thing is Lord have mercy. Bring it back in. It's bring gonna, it back. It's bring gonna, it back. It's gonna start at wars. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what? <laughs> what? I mean, look at David. Facts. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> David killed the man killed over the, the thing. Man. Killed the man over. Come on now. This is a man after God's own heart. It's a powerful thing. It's very powerful. I mean, hey, that, why the end? Let's go. Let's go. Why do you think that is so out there now? It's a powerful thing. I mean, we was all in uproar. You know, some of us was all in uproar when a, a specific duo came out with a song. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, go when, they, Car- when Cardi B they know where it and Magda Stia came out with a song, yeah, wow. everybody was up in, the, up in the room. Y'all know where it is. Y'all talk about it. Y'all, y'all talk about it, y'all, women. Y'all put it on you. On your radio, so now, it's out of church. The only I think for me it was the vulgarity yeah. of the lyrics, but the statement. I mean, hey, hey, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm talking about it. This is what it's gonna be about. This is what it's there. It is what it is. And women know, especially nowadays, they know oh, it's yes. power. They know it's power. You look. That, why? Why you? Sugar daddies and stuff. Be out here buying 70-inch TVs for that. They paying the bills. Paying college tuition. Car note. And it ain't even had it. Just the idea. Right. The idea. Man, but you guys won't talk about that. Lord, <laughs> <have> mercy. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. But we gotta make sure that we we don't separate the three because that's how God intended it. Mm-hmm. And that rhymes. So I mean, um, 
So yeah. So why do you think? Uh, let's let's kind of shift it a little bit. Why mm-hmm. do you think, in a, from a marriage context, mm-hmm. why do you think it is one of the top reasons for divorce? Do you think it's have we set a certain expectation expectation in the marriage of how it should be, and certain people are not meeting it, or uh, do you think it's because of past experiences that we haven't let go? Why? What do you think? Maybe. Or the look on your face. I'm God, glad, I wish I'm I glad you asked. I wish I would have took a picture. <laughs> I can make the face over and over again with that picture. <laughs> but yes, yes to both of those. Because one, we past experiences that we have had. It's just like pornography. Mm-hmm. We really got to seek after God's heart to let go of those feelings urges uh right. that expect that on that expectation because how it's you're sup- I believe that you go you're supposed two people are supposed to go into go into the experience unknowingly okay you don't have an expectation it's two people who are coming together and when you come together you build build. You don't know what you want. I don't know I like it like that. I don't know I like it like that. Alright, so bet. Let's paint the town red. Alright? <laughs> so Swing from them chandeliers. Look. <laughs> you go in, if you go in, if two people going into it unknowingly, you don't have anything to think on of True. or of. Right. So I don't have to think about past experiences with XYZ. Right. She doesn't have to worry about past experiences with XYZ. Because when you do get into a marriage, that is one of the things where well, we should be we should be practicing abstinence, you know. Um, when you know when we come to God, when we come to Christ, um, we won't really want Him to to purify us of those things. But um, but yeah, it's like you you don't want to have an unrealistic expectation because you put that on your spouse. If I had some really good sex with an ex girlfriend, I bring and I bring that experience into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I quote unquote kind of defiled my marriage, defiled the marriage bed. Here's why: because if I once I consummate my marriage with my spouse, if I keep thinking about that past experience and how this right here didn't live up to that, mm-hmm. I just I just devalued my wife. And you possibly could open the door because you feel like they're not meeting those expectations. Exactly. You could possibly open the door for maybe infidelity. Yes. Or porn. Yes. Or whatever the case may be. However, I'm also of the opinion that because now somebody might disagree mm-hmm. or somebody may, somebody may have another view or where we can take this conversation even deeper. Yes. I'm also of the opinion that maybe one of the reasons why divorces, that this issue is causing divorce is because the church has not had this conversation. You know, it's, it's just, we kept it so taboo. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, we're not teaching people how to be open about it. Yeah. You know, uh, we're not teaching people. We just teaching them come, you pray, you fast, uh, you come to church and you shout, 
um, and then you go home and you just have some lazy sex. <laughs> right. And listen, I want you to pray. Yeah. I want you to fast. Yeah. I want you and the Lord to have your time. Yeah. But I also, I don't want to hear no uh, Todd Delaney. I don't want to hear no Bethel. No. When it's time for us to get down with the get down. <laughs> Tank is going to be on the speakers. Facts. And we, we going in. <laughs> I think we. I <laughs> Listen. Facts. Got a playlist. Hey, and shout out to what's that? Uh, monogamy music, man. They got a good album. This I ain't heard it yet. I'm, I might yeah. since you don't say it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to go listen to it. It's a good married guy. So shout out. It's a, a Shakira and uh, what's her husband's name? CJ. Oh my God, what's her man's name? I think it's Curtis. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I to me, I, I believe not only is it we having issues because we're bringing past experiences, but mm-hmm. also on the flip side. I think we're not having a conversation about how we need to be open sexually with our husband or wives. You know, look, let let your husband or your wife know, look, I want you right now. Boom. I, I Yes, I know we need to be in church. I know we need to be praying. Schedule them appointments. Put it on the schedule. Schedule them appointments. Don't even schedule it. After you, after you open your eyes up, you say, Lord, thank you for letting me see another day. Roll over. <laughs> Love you know, on but, your spouse. But I'm being, I'm here for. I think Bro. we're not, we're not having that conversation. But it's, I, look, I want you to know, I want you. Yeah, like you turn me on. Bro, it's like you know, what I'm saying we, we don't have those conversations. Like, like baby, look, you looking good in them jeans. I mean, you is wearing it. When we get home, it's on. Spontaneous. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe the church is not. We're not making it a. We're not making it acceptable so, for that. We're so be. prudent. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> like we're so prudent when it comes to this topic. And it, it shouldn't be. Like, even even Paul. Paul d- was not even married. Not. He was not even married, and he even said, "Let's go to scripture. Let's go." I'm gonna go from, come from the Message Bible. This is what I call, aka the Hood Bible. Talk to us. This is what Paul said. Now getting this is First Corinthians seven one through six. Mm-hmm. Now, getting down to the questions you asked in your letter to me. First, is it a good thing to have sexual relations? Certainly. This from the message, Bible. He mm-hmm. says, certainly, but only within a certain context. It's mm-hmm. good for a man to have a wife mm-hmm. and for a woman to have a husband. Correct. Sexual drives are strong. Mm-hmm. Let's stop right there. Listen here. My people, my saved people. Not even if you just, not even even if you saved, if you a person in general, you got you have sexual urges. The I think it's the the medical term or the politically correct term is your libido. Libido. Okay, we all have that. Yep. According to Paul, in the Message Bible, sexual drives are strong. We all have a desire to be wanted by somebody. And there's nothing wrong with you having that drive. But listen to what else Paul said. He said, but marriage is strong enough to contain them mm-hmm. and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. And we are in sexual disorder right now. In now, the world. we give you scripture. Like we said, the Bible has a lot to say about everything we got going on. It does. 
the marriage bed must be a place of mutuality. Yes. Okay. Bam. Thank you. Okay. The husband seeking to satisfy his wife. Mm-hmm. The wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not a place to, quote, unquote, stand up for your rights. Ooh. Marriage Ooh, is wait, a... Wait, pause. Yeah. Oh. Pause. Let's pause. go. Right there. Let's go. Stand up for your rights. So, another reason we having issues in the church with the intimacy, if you don't do what I, what I want you to do, I'm withholding the sex. Oh, that's a no-no. According to scripture. Talk about it. This shouldn't be. I don't care how saved you are. You have desires. You have some things that need to be released. Because I'm pretty sure in, I don't know if it's in that scripture or somewhere about, you got to come in agreement. Oh, it's, it's coming on. It's coming oh, down. Go, keep going. It's coming on down. It's coming on down. Keep going, my good sir. So, marriage is a, is a decision to serve the other, Ooh. whether uh, we- serve the other. Yep, yep. Come through. Whether in bed or out. In the garage? In the kitchen? I'm just saying. Lord, he, he, <laughs> I'm he, just saying. He in jail, but R. Kelly had a song <laughs> called Sex in the Kitchen. I'm just saying. Listen. Just being real here. I'm just saying. This is being real. This is a healthy conversation, And people. this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Okay? So, we'll I'll start there. So, marriage is a decision to serve the other, mm-hmm. whether in bed or out. Mm-hmm. Abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if you both agree to it. All right. So. Oh, let, let me finish this. And if it's for the purposes of prayer and fasting, yep. but only for such times, mm-hmm. then come back together again. Satan has an ingenuous way of tempting us when we least expect it. When you're hungry, he he come at you when you're hungry. He always try to hit you when, and where mm-hmm. you think you're lacking. Paul said, I'm not understand commanding these periods of of uh, abstinence mm-hmm. only providing my best counsel if you should choose them good time of consecration is when you when when little red right hand come running through every month that's why i call it it's it's that's a time of consecration prayer is because a lot of times when from from a sexual addiction standpoint when you are used to getting it every day, whenever you want it, and you you don't really lose that mindset coming into your marriage, yeah. when you when you know little red ride him comes swinging through, mm-hmm. your your first your first reaction is going to be, I gotta get it from somewhere. Right. This opens the door for pornography. Fidelity. Check that. Okay. Even with that, if because see, and we're definitely gonna have to do a whole series on this definitely. and have some other people. So we're probably not gonna get to everything in this Mm-mm. episode. But I think even with that, if you're a type of person, you might even in your marriage, one person's libido may be higher than the other. So one person may be Wanting to get it every day, mm-hmm. the other person might be like, "Look, nah, Duh. <laughs> I gotta go to work. We got these kids. I'm trying to run a business. Yeah, I think that's what communication got to come into play too. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know what I'm saying? The flesh 
Yeah. But if we go back, if we go back to the scripture though, it's supposed to be it when if it's in the confines of marriage, mm-hmm. the husband is serving the wife, mm-hmm. the wife is serving the husband. Right. And I believe, like you said, conversation and um, and have it, some freaky conversations. Have them, better pillow talk. But like, you gotta realize, like that conversation that if you do have a low libido, <laughs> that needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Because one. I mean that. I mean, I'm gonna be real here. That could be a deal breaker for some people. Could be, but also too, consider this. I feel like we about. To, I feel like we really helping somebody right now. Mm-hmm. If you're in this, if you're if you're in your relationship, now I'm. Let me preface this. If you're listening to this and you are one who's not married but you are engaging, mm-hmm. listen. That's is your life. The Bible says don't do it, but I'm also letting you know you have a God gave you a free will. Everything is permissible. It's not helpful. God gave you a free will. I'm not telling you I'm condoning it, but if you're doing it, hey, there is grace and mercy for you. But I'm not condoning that, and the Bible plainly speaks against it. Now, if you're in a if you're married and you and your spouse are having this conversation. And, you know, you have a certain expectation mm-hmm. of having your sexual needs met in a certain frequency. Mm. And <laughs> and your your spouse is like, look, I'm sorry. That's a little racy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We got we got all this going on. Have you considered maybe the reason that they can't is because they have a lot on their plate? Boom. So, for example, you know, me and Therese are males. So, for the fellas, you, you want to get it in with your wife? I mean, is is she doing all the cooking? Is she mm-hmm. doing all the cleaning? Is mm-hmm. she the one taking care of the kids mm-hmm. while you just sitting there watching sports on? Ooh, we. I mean, let's we got to share the load. Hey, look, look, make sure she ain't is ain't tied. Better, better, better pick up that broom. Better pull up that mop. Better bust them suds on them dishes. I mean, if you take some of the load off of her, mm-hmm. she'll probably have some more energy and you no know, more freedom for you. And think about it, man. Like, speak from my standpoint. Talk about when it. My, when I'm busting them suds, my wife thinks that's sexy. Listen. When I'm pushing that swift, the sweet blowing in that blow. Listen. She thinks that's sexy. Why? Because she ain't got to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and guess what? She ain't tied. Boom. Better learn. Y'all better learn. Share that load. You know what I'm saying? Come on, young boys. Y'all better look, 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 look. Get. Learn. Y'all better learn. Talk to these old heads, man. Yeah, like. We just read it from the Message Bible. Um, where, where, where was it? Marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. Yes. So perhaps our service outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. will, lead, just, will lead to more service inside of the bedroom. Facts. Or the couch. <laughs> or the garage. Or the shop, wherever you trying to get your service in. Wherever you try, wherever. <laughs> Just not in public, people, because you going to jail. <laughs> Some of y'all freaky enough to do that. Yeah, oh, that's that's that's, that's, that's y'all. That, that's that y'all's falls, decision. That falls under the category. Of that's a little. That's a little rough. There. That's y'all's decision. <laughs> that's y'all. That's y'all decision. Whatever floats your boat. Bro. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> all right, but all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. you know. Number one, let's have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you're married and you having these issues, 
you feel like you're not getting it enough, talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong. Let let we need to be talking about this. Yeah, talk about it. One of the things we said in our um our, at our church, shout out to uh, City Gate Ministers International under uh, Apostle Ryan and Pastor Erica McJimsey. Shout out. Um, we have a message board for the the marriage ministry, mm-hmm. and Pop put a a meme up. Uh, basically, it's like like pillow. It, I'm kind of paraphrasing like pillow talk is like where all the conversation go down. And I said that that is facts. That's a fact. There should be no conversation that's that's off off limits between you and your spouse. Between you and your spouse, including this conversation when we talking about. Right. You trying to get down, like like I said earlier, I let my wife look. Girl, you looking good in them jeans. Look here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm liking how all that's looking. <laughs> Did I really just say that? <laughs> yeah. No, I ain't trying to just sit back and say, yeah, I'm, pray- I'm praying for you and the Lord really. But, yeah, he blessed me with you, but he, he blessed you with all that you got to. I'm loving every last bit of it. Y'all better know how to serenade that woman. I mean, I, I look, spit that game. Let her know. Because when you was out there in the world, you, did, you didn't care. And ladies, yeah. do the same same thing for us, too. Yeah. Come on. Now, y'all, y'all come on. Y'all, y'all, better, y'all better keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> keep that same energy. <laughs> so, I mean, these are the conversations, you know. This, this Trust me, this is not going to be the last time we talk about this. No, not at all. But I mean, this is a conversation that we we want to take the edge off of it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's good to talk about this. Yes, it's good to talk about this. So question, I was actually I had a conversation with a friend, and this came up. Y'all tread lightly. Should Christians use? I'm gonna just for party favors. Toys. Yes, yes. So it made me think. Three questions I had to ask. Does the Bible say no? Is it good for my spouse and I? Is it only us? Those are the three questions. Okay. So, do a little research here. When we talk about something being good for us, we aren't talking about something being pleasant for us. So, I go to First Corinthians. 10, 23, and 24. Everything is permissible, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one should seek his own good, but the good of the other person. Okay. All right. So let's go from King James. I can't remember which which one that was. But all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. So, let's break this down. Okay. So, we're talking about sexual pleasure here, and we're bringing toys into the equation. The word expedient in the Greek means to bear together, contribute, conduce, advantage. The word edify in the Greek means to build, construct, embolden. The use of sex toys in marriage must be something that is beneficial to both spouses and be something that would build up the other spouse, but non 
form a habit for me and help bring about or conduce a part of the love triangle. Okay. Now, that love triangle that I'm talking about is what I referred to before about the physical. Wait a minute. Let me make sure, I, let me make sure I'm getting this right. Let me make sure I am getting this right. Yeah, the love triangle. Physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy. It's got to be something that you don't bring in to the bedroom that you're going to be dependent on. Okay. You see what I'm saying there? Yep. If we bring it into the bed, if you bring it into the bedroom and you need it every time to reach the big O, <laughs> you might want to pray and you might want to stop God, and pray about that. We need to careful. <laughs> <laughs> because it can it can detach you from your partner. Yeah. And you you focus off you focus off the intimacy aspect. Yeah. I fully I fully agree with that. All right. So that's the dependency versus addiction. Uh, there's a notion among a lot of people that sex toys lead to addiction. Addiction is a scary thing, especially when it's considered a ripple effect of misfortune when it comes to an addiction such as pornography, drugs, gambling. Addiction is defined, uh, defined in Webster's as a strong and harmful need to regularly have something such as a drug or do something such as gambling. Uh, an unusual, unusual, unusually great interest in something or a need to do or have something. Mm. You see what I'm saying there? Harmful uses of sex toys means it is interfering with your regular life. <laughs> this is what I wrote down. So, like, if you like, when you think of an addiction, gotta have it, 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 gotta have it. I said it really fast. Yep, you did. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're, you know, let's just talk here. So, if you're a woman and you have your vibrator and you all of a sudden, the urge comes on, and you're in the grocery store. You just skip off to the bathroom and pleasure yourself with it. That's that's a that's a that's a problem. That's a big no no. If you're gonna bring a device into the bedroom, it is to to be pleasing to both. Mm-hmm. It should never be, like I said, non habit forming, meaning that if I'm by myself, I use it. Or if I'm with my spouse, the only way that I can reach a specific area of climax is to have it. No, no, don't yeah. don't even bring it in. I think that's the taboo thing about it, because people don't want to be dependent upon those things. True. And this is why I said everything is permissible, but not always beneficial. Right. So if you can, if you want to use it. And you don't get hooked to it. Let it roll. Let it roll. You sure? Because the Bible is not clear cut on the situation. It doesn't. It does not give me a. It does not. It does not say thou shalt not use a vibrator. Thou I, shalt not use whatever. I, I think that it, that goes back to us communicating. Mm-hmm. Um. Us taking that, you know, that edge off. I, I, I hope that this conversation is helping someone kind of take that 
that oh no, don't touch that area. Mm-hmm. We're not going there. That's that gray area. Yeah, nobody wants to go into. You know what I'm saying? And I hope this conversation is doing that for somebody. But yeah, I, I think that's that goes back to us, you know, having a conversation about it. You know, I, um, it's a, a pastor I follow. She's out of uh, Raleigh or Durham, one of them. Uh, Doctor uh, Faith Wakoma. She even and she's a licensed psychologist, mm-hmm. and she goes into all this. And even she said, she said it's not an issue with it, mm-hmm. but you and your partner should not get addicted to it. it is. You know what I'm saying? She like. I don't see a problem with it, right. but it shouldn't be something that you're so dependent on. You should, you and your husband or you and your wife, right. you should come together as often as you can, getting to know each other, what turns each other on without the use of that. But every, she like she even said herself, every now and again, y'all want to bring a little something in there? Let Go me ahead. add something to that. S- marriage is not about sex. Okay? Come, come through. It is not about sex. When we make marriage about sex, we miss what God intended it to be. Oh, yeah. We literally miss the mark that he said is to be a representation of my body and me. When I say the body, I'm talking about the body of Christ. The the, the bride and the groom. And even though, because even Paul said later on in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, when he was talking to those who weren't married, he said, uh, I believe he said, he's better for you to marry than to burn. It is true. However, if the only reason, and I'm going to say it just like how we would say it if I was in a, if I was in a group chat mm-hmm. or with my homeboy, if the only reason you're trying to get married is to get your nut off, mm-hmm. you probably you probably missing the whole point. You are. Because there's so, intimacy in marriage goes far beyond the bedroom. It does. It's service. It's like the, like, you know, you, like, like he said, it's it's service outside of the bedroom. Right. It's like, yo, like, hey, babe, you had a long day, you know, sacrificing some extra time to clean the house. Yep. You know, I work 12 and I work 12 and a half hours Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. I came home last night. My, my wife was braiding, uh, had a little had a little man also. And then she had to do study hall with the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Though I worked all day. Didn't get a break. 12 and a half hours on my feet. No break. Didn't eat a single thing that whole entire day. My God. When I got home, I cleaned up. I What What I did first, I laid down. I took a shower, laid down for a little bit. Got my energy back up. Went and cleaned the kitchen up. Yep. Because that's normally my mor- my morning, my Monday morning routine after I drop Carter off. Mm-hmm. It's I clean the house. Make sure that when my wife gets home, the house is clean. Yep. Because she did braid hair today. Yep. So, I had dinner ready. Everything. Yep. Service. My wife had to live a finger today. Now, she got the little finger when she get home because Carter messed up the house. <laughs> That's why we call him Hurricane Carter because literally he was, home in like, he was home for like an hour and that. It, it looked like I didn't clean up. Wow. Like, <laughs> but that's my son. But, you know, if the house is still dirty when I get I'm going to go clean it up. Right. My wife appreciates that. Mm-hmm. That's the service. It's, guys, I don't care if you're dead tired. Sacrifice a little more tiredness to do something for your spouse because I guarantee you, she going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. She might not show you she appreciated it at that exact moment, but the next day. Appreciation is coming. It's coming, bro. It's coming. And soon will you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, guys, don't make and don't don't make sex about the pig o because we missed what God intended for sex to be. Pun intended when you said we hit everything. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just let the let that roll. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I think we done. I believe we've opened the dialogue. I think up. we have, and guys. Like, I mean, we're having fun with this, man. Like everything we do, phone high definition, man. We have fun. Me and Maurice have fun. We go back and forth through text messages, be just cracking up on if stuff. If y'all can man. see our text thread, bro, it's Jesus funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, show. And then you know, use your social media to show your wife appreciation too, man. Like, um, I ain't telling you, you ain't have all your business out there, but like, man, just like woman crush or Wednesday, you know, man crush Mondays. If you're a woman, like, dog, like, like, publicly celebrate your spouse. Yeah. That's a form of intimacy. And I'm telling you, man, your wife will be blushing. Your husband might be blushing, but he ain't going to say he's blushing. But we blush, man. No, yeah, we, we blush, man. We're we going to put that macho yeah, on. You know, yeah, of course. You know, that machismo. But, uh, but yeah, sure, man, just. just show like, that testosterone. Uh, you know what I'm <laughs> but, yeah, like, show appreciation, man. Like, it's, it's, it's uh, intimacy goes way bedroom um it's beautiful man like yeah. i'm like let's like church let's stop painting this this prudent picture of intimacy and and sex like it's a beautiful thing inside the context that god created it yeah. for like we've got to make sure that we we elaborate and tell inform these young folks about it, cause you know, growing up, like I said, we said before, you know, they try to scare you out of doing yeah. it, and eventually, and the friends that they have in school are having sex. Yes, they are. They talking about it. Yes, they are. And they are making it. They're making it very enticing for your kids. Yes, they are. Like I said on our last podcast, when we talking about parenting, we go through our kids' phones. Yep. And the stuff we've seen, oh, we we talk to our kids. Bro, gotta gotta. You gotta like look. You ain't gotta be like. I understand people like I'm. I'm your parent. I ain't your friend. But sometimes you have to put that hat on. Yeah. Like as a parent, you have to wear that hat. Yeah. I I gotta be like I know when cars too, but eventually he's gonna get to that age where this conversation is gonna come up, yep. and I I am doing everything now possible to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And you know I gotta be able to allow my child <laughs> to one make his own decisions, but keep my expectations to a godly standard. Yep. And any shortcomings that I had coming up, I'm tr- I'm going to be transparent with my child and let him know Facts. the dangers of pornography and what it does to the mind. Because yep. I'm telling you, like, it does a tremendous disservice to you because every thought goes through a sexual mm-hmm. lens. And it's, it's, it's terrifying because normal people that you see every day, like, 
you don't want you don't want your mind to go to that place. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to have to walk <coughs> walk through life with your head down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not what God intended for us to live our lives. You know, I should be able to hold my head up and dre- and see a woman for who God calls her to be. Um, and when we when we engage in these 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 pixelized images, it taints that yeah. completely. So yeah, we we definitely we want to open up the dialogue. Uh, well, like I said, we're gonna come back to this. I, I feel like I want to encourage also those of you if you listen to this and you're single, mm-hmm. you know, um, be honest with yourself, please do. Because I mean, we're if if you've already engaged in um, sexual activity, you know, and you are, you know, you're saved. You know, you're going to church, but you that's something that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Number one, be honest with yourself yeah. about it. Not only with yourself, be, be honest with God because he already knows about it. I mean, he, yeah. When you engage in it, he right there. Yeah. And that's, so, that, I mean, that sounds weird, but, I mean, God is omnipresent, so, I mean. I mean, it's the truth. And, and, you know, even just to give, you know, Teresa's story different from mine, me and my wife, we didn't come into our marriage, you know, abstaining. That's not our testimony. Now, you know, after we got engaged, we made a commitment that we we wasn't going to do that no more. So, you know, if you commit, the, the Bible says, I think it's in First Timothy, um, that the Lord will keep that which is committed unto him. Yeah. So, you know, if there's something that you are struggling with, if it's something that um, you really need help with, number one, be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Yeah. And get counseling. Yeah. And reach out and have someone to help you and you need you know, get you some accountability partners that can really help yes. you. Yes. Also, let me encourage you also, set yourself some boundaries. Please do. If, look, if you dating somebody. At a certain time, one of y'all got to go home. That's it. I mean, if y'all go on a date and it get late, when y'all leave a date, drop her at her house, walk her to her door, give her a kiss on the cheek. Don't go for the lips. Tell you now. They going for the lips, bro. I know they're going for the lips. They going, they going for the lips. If you if you look, if if you boundaries <laughs> is on the Jeep, walk down them stairs, <laughs> get in your car, drive off, take you a cold shower later. <laughs> get yourself some boundaries. Um listen, if it's too late, you feel like you can't drive. <laughs> Uber. I, do that. Well, you better make sure you sleep on somebody. Nah, no, you sleep no, on the couch. Don't, don't leave, don't yeah, leave don't, the door open for anything. No, sir. It's literally. Yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all now. There are things in life we really have to inconvenience ourselves with. You don't have this to. is one of them. Like young people, I don't care how inconvenient it is. Inconvenience yourself. You will thank us later, yeah. and you will thank yourself later. That that's that's facts, and I, I think we we're definitely going when we revisit this. Oh, definitely February. You want to wait? You want to wait that long? I think we we we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But we we, we definitely gonna revisit this. But yeah, just if you're single, don't please, 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 please don't condi- don't feel condemned. Please don't. God can he can and he will and he already has through the blood of Jesus. Yes. He has already forgiven you. Yeah. You gotta accept it. You have to. Okay, so please don't feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't feel condemned. But I will also say too. I mean, because we we trying to encourage you know this type of conversation. Be open with the fact that, you, look, I have these desires. Yeah. I have these urges. 
I want to save that for later. Because I was going to say something. I'm going to save that for later. Because, <laughs> look, we're going to revisit this, and we're going to hit this from for the singles. Yeah, we, we, we got to. We have a great – you want going to put that out there now or want to hold on to that title? Nah, yeah, I want to hold, hold, hold on. Okay, hold, I want to yeah. hold, hold on to that one. I gotta, hold, it's dope, though. It's yeah, dope, hold, though. It's funny. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that Hold one. on to that one. Yeah, we ain't going to put you yeah. out there. We ain't going to put that tea out there yet. But, yeah, y'all, y'all please, um, we, we're not – we don't want to condemn you. No, not at all. We wouldn't do that. No, not not at all. So, I mean, please don't don't feel bad if you if it's something you're struggling with. God is there to help you. Find some people that can hold you accountable, mm-hmm. that can really walk, help walk you through that. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, if you had the right, if you had a church, get with some people that's, that can disciple you, that can walk you through that, you know. Um, but like like we said earlier, this conversation, we just want to really open up the dialogue about, you know, sexuality in the church. You know, we need to be having these conversations. We need to be having this dialogue because let's, let's just, the saints are horny. This is facts. <laughs> the saints are horny. Let's be real here. And there's no way there's no way around it. You know, we need to be we need to be talking about this, but let's keep it in the biblical context. Mm-hmm. But let's be open also as we're keeping it in the biblical context too. The Bible is very explicit. It it is. <laughs> so you know, um I hope y'all we really do hope y'all enjoyed this Man. uh this conversation. I Please. enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> we definitely going to revisit. Oh yeah. But hey, y'all uh like we said earlier, Please give us a five-star rating. Uh, follow us on our Facebook page at High Definition Podcast. On IG at High underscore Definition underscore Podcast. Mm-hmm. Leave us a comment. Yep. Please, y'all, let, let us know what you think about, about this conversation. And I, I do feel that this is going to get a lot of <laughs> a lot of attention. <laughs> but that's all right, though. We're here for that. Yeah. We, want the, we want all that action. Yeah. Come, come, come through. You know, we, we really want to, you know, we, we love to engage. Uh, so y'all, please let us know what you think. Um, we're definitely gonna revisit it. And hey, if there's some some more, if there's an aspect of it that you want us to talk about, please do. Let us know. Yeah. You know, if there's anything else that you want us to talk about, you want to hear our perspective on. Y'all, please let us know. So until the next time, I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. Hey, remember to keep it holy, but <laughs> you can get dirty as well. Hey, get <laughs> freaky. <laughs> but until next time, hey, peace. Holla.